Do you remember when you were baptized? Now, you might if you were baptized a little later in life than childhood, like I was as an adult. I was in college when I was baptized. But most folks, I don't think, get to remember their baptism because they were baptized as infants or children. And uh, I've always felt that was a little too bad that they don't have a memory of that. But that's all right. <clears throat> uh, today's message really does uh, focus on baptism, specifically the child and infant baptisms of uh, cousins. They're cousins. Haley's mom and Camden's dad are brother and sister. And we baptize them both at the same time in worship. We will baptize them both at the same time in worship. And so that's going to be an interesting service. I look forward to doing that. It won't be part of our podcast. But the meditation, uh, which is live as children of light, which is right out of the Ephesians passage, which David Iannotti will read, um, speaks to baptism and not only to theirs, but to ours whenever we were baptized. And so without any further uh, conversation, let's let David take it from here. Our first reading is 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 through 13. Both God and the prophet Samuel have found fault with King Saul. As directed by God, Samuel has told Saul that God has torn the kingdom away from him and will give it to another. Chapter 15 ends with the words, Samuel grieved over Saul, and the Lord was sorry he had made Saul king over Israel. Here is where the story picks up. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him for being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came out to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearances, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all of your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. 
And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. Samuel then set out and went to Ramah. This ends the reading from 1 Samuel. Our second reading is from the letter of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 8 through 11 and 13 through 14. Paul wrote to the Gentile believers, For once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This ends the reading of the epistle. Well, what do you know? A double baptism of children and a Bible passage of the day which refers to children. Now David read from Ephesians, Now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light. I think that the promises we all made from Kim and Patrick, Jen and Jeff, and you and me, all point to doing what we can, by the grace of God, to lead Haley and Camden to themselves live as children of light, reflecting the light coming from the light of the world, Jesus Christ. So what does that mean exactly? In meditation, we don't have the time to be super exact, but we have some basic answers to us right away. To repeat the verse that I quoted from David and from Ephesians and going a little further, once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Meaning, children of light demonstrate that's who they are by being and doing all that is good and right and true. No one's perfect. That's why we have our prayers of confession. Nevertheless, as persons being nurtured to follow Jesus, we nurture Haley and Camden to do stuff that is good and right and true. Nurturing. Yes, that's what we often talk about when we celebrate a baptism. It's about teaching those in our charge, those baptized, to do the good, right, and true things in God's patient and justice-loving ways. The values of the realm of God are very often at odds with the values of a self-oriented, risk-averse, serotonin-thirsty, fearful, often violent, and greedy world. When children of light embody what is good, right, and true, sometimes they'll be in trouble. As John Lewis said, good trouble. 
But that's okay, because Jesus knows all about that experience, getting in trouble for doing the right thing. He'll be right there beside them, if not inside them, shining his light through them. How do they get there? Nurturing the baptized to live as children of light is not just about parents, right? Since we all made these vows of love and support. So if you're a part of Camden's and Haley's lives, you are part of the answer for nurturing and supporting and caring. Ephesians gets to the point, though, at least for fundamentals of nourishing the faith and light. David read the next verse. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. That leads us to what is good and right and true. And we find a lot of that, what's pleasing to God, right in our scriptures. Maybe we still have the ones we got from third grade, or if you got one in confirmation from them. Let me, by the way, take a moment to recommend the new Oxford Annotated Study Bible of the new RSV. A study Bible is great to have. Answers a lot of questions, makes things a lot clearer. Anyway, the word is a foundation for living what pleases God. We do not live by bread alone. You and I build such a foundation of, you know, what pleases God from scriptures to begin with that at any rate, with what? With prayer. I try to remember to pray every time I'm going to read something in the Bible, especially before sermon preparation. Humbleness approaching the scriptures. There's a lot we do not know. That calls for openness, too, to learning them again or seeing new things, learning new interpretations of passages and more. They might be the opposite of what we thought they meant growing up in a certain faith culture. Well, trying to find out what pleases God by turning to the scriptures brings us to the two greatest commandments from which spring most, if not all, of our ethics. Love God the most with all you are and love your neighbor as yourself. Micah 6, 8, which my confirmation students had to memorize. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God? Jesus said people will know we are his disciples, children of light, by the love we have for one another. Over 10 years ago, I preached a sermon out of this Ephesians passage, which was about being awakened. It was the last part of what David read, sleeper awake. And so I preached about being awakened as I had been newly awakened myself, awake to the threatening forces at play then in halls of power where federal budgets were going to be balanced on the backs of the poor, the seniors, the ill, and I got specific. And this is not about me. It's about living as children of light, about of being awake, knowing scripture to stand against injustice, needless violence and greed, racism, sexism. I could go on, selling one's integrity. And verse 11 says to children of light, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Instead, pleasing God, will discover leads also to stand for the things that are good and right and true, like faith in a loving God whose calls for justice and peace and trying to heal our planet and those from whom the church has been estranged. 
as acts of loving our neighbors yet to be born and those with us now. Lastly, to live as children of light is by no means something only for the baptized in today, Haley and Camden, to be nurtured towards. This is not just for kids. Remember who was reading these, these original passages first in Ephesus, adults and youth in faith communities, not newly baptized children. You and I are ourselves to live as children of light by the grace of God, regardless of how old or young, like King David, surprise, how old or young you are. We are all children of God. And by faith of Jesus Christ, who loves us, gave himself for us, and was raised from the dead for us, the anchor of our living hope as children of light and love. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Redheaded Preacher Podcast, March 19th, 2023. I am the Redheaded Preacher, and blessed to be so, of St. Peter's United Church of Christ in Skokie, Illinois. And my wife and I actually do live in Chicago, but it's a, a short trip to get to St. Peter's, or to get to Skokie for that matter. I realize that we did not include a, a prayer in the intro or the opening, and so I will ask you to indulge me and join me in the spirit as I leave you with a prayer. God of all time and all place, we give you thanks for those baptized today and for their families and ask your grace to help them and to help the congregation, including me, to fulfill the vows we made in this sacrament. And we ask your blessing, great lover of our souls, to those who listen to this podcast today, whenever they do listen, follow them with your spirit, meet them in the future, provide for their needs, heal their illnesses, protect them from harm. All these we offer up in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. And now may you go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Like what you've heard? Hit subscribe to follow and get updates on our newest additions to The Red-Headed Preacher. We'd love it if you'd give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us online under most social media platforms by typing St. Peter UCC Skokie in your browser. Donations are much needed and very welcomed. You can donate to us by going to paypal.me backslash St. Peter UCC Skokie. This information and more can also be found in the show notes wherever you listen to our podcast. Thank you so much.